Super spy, more like super fly. We are the Spy Fi Guys, and this is Spies in Disguise. Hello, welcome back to the Spy Fi Guys, where we cover spy fact, spy fiction, and everything in between. I'm Zach, and this is Christian. Hey. And today, we are talking about the movie we discussed in our very first intro episode, Spies in Disguise, an animated movie featuring Will Smith and Tom Holland. Yeah, and this is our first animated movie, I think. That's right. And so we actually, we were lucky enough to go to an early screening, although by the time that uh, you listen to this, it should, or it will be out in theaters or in, potentially out on... Uh, streaming or uh, video services. Also, as part of the intro screening, we got to meet a couple of the directors. There was two yeah. directors for this movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, so as a result, because we saw it in a screening, we didn't really have a t- time to take detailed notes, so we're just going to have to uh, wing it. Uh, oh my god. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yep. Okay, so I guess maybe we should talk about the characters first, then we'll talk about the story, and then we'll have, like, talk about the message, because it's a mm-hmm. kid's movie, so there's a message, mm-hmm. and then we'll uh, we'll wrap it up. All right, so let's get to the plot synopsis. All right. From IMDb, super spy Lance Sterling and scientist Walter Beckett are almost exact opposites. Lance is smooth, suave, and debonair. Walter is not. But when events take an unexpected turn, Walter and Lance suddenly have to rely on each other in a whole new way. And actually, that's a pretty good synopsis that doesn't give away the reveal, which, you know, like we said, we talked about in our very first sort of micro dot episode where, you know, Walter, or not Walter, Lance Sterling, super spy, turns into a pigeon. And I have to say, I like the way the trailer did it better. Yeah? Yeah. Well, it, oh, it, was, it was more, more sudden and yeah. therefore funnier. True. But I think, I mean, you know, everyone's seen the trailer, so everyone knows the twist. So they, I like that, okay, you know, the twist's out there. So now it's just more getting, you know, getting more reaction and more mileage out of it, I think. Yeah, that's that's fine. I mean, it certainly is the premise of the movie. So there's, there's no point in hiding that. In this movie, we start with a very young Walter, you know, with his mom, who's a cop. And mm-hmm. Walter is getting into hijinks. He is already, you know, sort of a genius in creating gadgets. Well, not, not only does he create gadgets, but he knows about, like, human anatomy. Yeah. I liked how a lot of the gadgets that he, you know, pretends to, you know, create at that point, he creates later. Sure. I mean, it's a good, uh, it's a yeah, good so idea. Mm-hmm. So his mom's a cop, and she, well, we find out later that she, you know, died saving a bunch of people. And so that sort of motivates him later on. Mm-hmm. Though it, it seemed to me like he was already pretty motivated to uh, create gadgets and help people out true, even from true. a very young age. Yeah, so I think that just uh, furthered the motivation. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, so she hugs him, presumably for the last time, it's heavily implied, and then leaves. You think so? You think that he that she dies like that day? <laughs> uh, I mean, I guess, you know, when we see the photo of her later, uh, or photo of him, you know, receiving the flag later, he's not that much older than shown in that image. Okay. I mean, that's the way I would have done it if uh, yeah. I were if I were. You're them. probably right, yeah. It's just more dramatic. You know how these, these movies like to be dramatic. Yeah. So we fast forward 14 years to Lance Sterling, played by Will Smith, on a mission. Mm-hmm. So he's on a mission in somewhere in Japan. I don't remember exactly where. Mm-hmm. And he's tracking down 
this uh, arms dealer named Katsu Kimura, who has well, we don't know at the time, or do we? I forget if we knew or not what what he's selling. I think we do actually know he's selling some yeah. sort of, like some sort of killer drone, basically. Yeah, they said he's an arms dealer, and then they reveal that he's selling this like murder bot, which apparently people love to make in spy movies. Oh, well, what I found even more interesting is that the murder bot was developed by the agency, which they never actually name what spy agency they're with, but whatever mm-hmm. mysterious spy agency they're with. Um, but it was developed by the agency and stolen from them. So, like, why do you have it? This seems like a terrible idea. I mean, we already have killer drones. It's this just not true. as killer as this one. And not, well, these things, you know, keep going forever. They it said they run on like solar energy or something. Yeah, like it that. reminded me of a combination of the murder dog bot from that one episode of Black Mirror and the robot from The Incredibles. And I also thought about, and given that it's Tom Holland, I also thought about Mysterio's drones. Hmm. Yeah, especially when there's like a million of them later on. And then they're also in Venice. Yep, yep. That's, 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 you can tell. I think it's just a coincidence, but it is. That is definitely a coincidence, but it is, yeah. Um, Okay, so anyway, so Lance Sterling is like the man. He can fight everybody, no problem. Stereotypical movie spy over the top um, with his puns, his gadgets, his tuxedo it's it's a james bond model but taken to the nth degree well and that's sort of the my my issue i had with it which is it's just archer (laughs) his name is even sterling huh i you know i didn't never occurred to me actually i never thought about it yep what i thought about uh, (laughs) is oh this is basically what it would look like if we had a idris elba james bond yeah yeah I, I, i could see that too which I'd be fine with, but yeah. So I guess now's the time to talk about this. So I don't know. I, do you feel like people, I, I, in my sort of circles, I feel like Will Smith has sort of, people don't like him as much as they used to. Would you say that's true? I would say that's true. I think a lot of his movies have sort of been misses lately. Um, with the, uh, and funnily enough, with the exception of Aladdin, which was, you know, made a ton of dough at the box office but gemini man i don't really hear anyone talking about it or you know he had a string of movies that were him tr- really trying to win that oscar we've talked about like seven pounds or uh oh, the he... one about concussions or... and the one about the pursuit of happiness yeah yeah so, so I still like Will Smith I know that's not exactly a controversial opinion hmm. and... I mean I think this is him at almost his best really in the last few years other than other than the genie which i just thought he did a really good job with but i like him when he's trying to be funny and trying to be you know be will smith and not trying to be dramatic actor will smith well they say that will smith plays the same role in every movie but that one role is just really likable mm-hmm. and, and I that's mean, definitely true like, here it's like tom cruise if you have something that you can do really well why not keep doing it Sure, especially if people like it. There were people in the in the, our, our preview audience with us who were like, yeah, Will Smith, he's great. We'll see him in anything. <laughs> so uh, he does yeah. his mission, and he, like, you know, he there's a part where he fights, like, a hundred Yakuza soldiers, which the uh, directors told us was basically a, a, a homage to uh, Kill Bill. Mm-hmm. When he's fighting, when she, uh, the bride is fighting the crazy 88s. Mm-hmm. And so here's the first time we find we see, uh, huh? So according to Wikipedia, Ben Mendelsohn's character, the main villain, is named Killian. I don't think we've ever heard his name. 
yeah, they just, just called him Robot hand. hand. Robot yeah. Hand or something like that. Yeah. yeah. So, you know what? Just for, for our, because I'm never going to remember the name Killian. Let's just call him Robo Hand. So, um, Robo Hand is the buyer of the, uh, get, of the drone. Mm-hmm. And we see him, you know, he comes in, and as they're trying to do the deal, that's when uh, Lance Sterling comes in, enters, beats up a bunch of Yakuza, and he, you know, fights off the giant army. And uses one of his gadgets that he thinks is going to be a grenade. Mm-hmm. And it turns out what it is, is it causes a giant projection of kittens. And really, and so all the Yakuza are staring up and saying, aww, for the kitties. And make made happy by the glitter. Which we know is Tom Holland's character, Walter, is involved. Because in the scene before, he was talking about how you can use glitter to incapacitate people. Mm-hmm. Don't try this at home, though. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so he is. So Walter escapes and goes after Robohand, who has gotten the dr- the drone already. Mm-hmm. And does a really cool move where he puts a bomb underneath this giant gong, stands on top of the gong, uses it to propel himself upward, upward through the roof, and right through the open doors of the helicopter during which he grabs the case that's holding the bomb. Pretty impressive stuff. I don't I don't understand how he was able to survive being smashed between a gong and a roof of a building. I also thought about that. I assume <laughs> he probably had some sort of, you know, device that uh, shot through the... Uh, yeah, like, a, like you know, some kind of mini explosive. That we just didn't see. <laughs> sure. I mean, it doesn't really matter. The point is, he's the man. He can do anything he wants and, and looks good while doing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so he co- returns to his headquarters. So their head, the headquarters of the agency is located in D.C. Shout out D.C. Mm-hmm. and underneath the reflecting pool near the Washington Monument. All sorts but, of crazy stuff's been down there in movies. Yeah, uh, I believe. What is it actually? And I'll bring this up again. This movie up again. Get smart. Their like backup headquarters is underneath the reflecting pool. Nice. Also, in this scene, we see that Lance can apparently drive right next to the Lincoln Memorial. <laughs> yep. I guess being a spy has its privileges. You can drive in places where other people are not allowed to drive. Mm-hmm. So, so, he, so he gets back. He meets the head of the agency, played by Reba McIntyre. And just and- to sort of hammer in the fact that he is the man, you know, when he's coming in, everyone's sort of fawning over him into headquarters. Everyone's fawning over him, which reminded me of, of a scene pretty much shot like almost shot for shot that happens when uh the rock it enters into head into get smart's headquarters the rock is in the get smart movie he is yes and he oh. is yeah the man basically uh it's i, I want to see him more now yeah this movie it feels like it took a lot of tropes from a lot of movies and then sort of mixed it up and did their own thing with it but it's very very trope heavy which well, is the- not a bad thing yeah, the director said that they were making it as a homage to movies of the spy movies of the 60s. Mm-hmm. And maybe you were able to pick out better than I could. I couldn't really see very much other than James Bond. It's really that. I mean, when you're talking spy movies of the 60s, that's uh, like especially fun ones. I mean, mm-hmm. you might have some of your uh, your Carey book, you know, films that were made in that decade, but they're not fun like this is. Okay, so he comes in, everyone's like, you're great, you're awesome, which I, I kind of want to see that happen to James Bond. You know, you think you'd be pretty popular <laughs> in the agency, considering how many times he saved the world. 
Mm, Instead, they're always like, ugh, this guy again. <laughs> oh, actually, so that, that reminds me of earlier when when uh, Lance Sterling was like, I'm surrounded by 70 guys, but I'm going in anyway. And then mm-hmm. they were like, no, don't do not do it. But he's like, I'm going in. And then they get mad at him. <laughs> There's a part just like that. I think I told you about it in uh, one of the James Bond comics. Mm. So there's a part where Bond is infiltrating a bad guy base and he's talking to his HQ and they're like, don't go in, wait for backup. He's like, I'm going in anyway. And they just kind of sigh and they're like, okay, as usual. (laughs) Yep. I thought that was hilarious. Uh, Um, So so he he comes in, but but he's mad. Everything seems fine, but he actually is on the war path to find Tom Holland's character. Well, he's mad because... Someone replaced his grenade with a you know thing that showed off kittens and glitter, mm-hmm. and so he goes down to their equivalent of you know the Q branch. All right, where can I find the person who did this? And they all point to Walter, and so he goes over to Walter's and is like, you know, you messed with my stuff. Don't mess with my stuff. And and so already the- I'm like I'm pro Will Smith. <laughs> and I'm sort of anti-Tom Holland. Uh, and I, or not anti-Tom Holland, anti-his character. Because I know we have some Tom Holland fans in the audience, I'm <laughs> sure. But I was like, Will Smith is justified. You can't like go and mess with soldiers' equipment. True. Like, to me, that is a fireball offense. And he deserved <laughs> it. Ouch. Uh, Walter shows off some of his other gadgets, including, you know, the inflatable hug, which surrounds you in a very protective shell, which I thought that's a useful gadget. That's not that's not. An, an, and then his apparently we find out that the uh, the glitter glitter thing is called kitty glitter. <laughs> and I feel like all of his other inventions also have very, you know, pun names, which I enjoyed. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so Will Smith or yeah, Lance Sterling fires Walter, which. Makes me wonder. All right, does he have the power to fire him? Like they're not probably in the not. same org chart. Uh, no, he probably doesn't have the authority to fire him. But he he may have passed it through the ranks or whatever. I mean, it, I uh, this one I'm inc- inclined to forgive because it's a movie and we sort of have to move the plot along. True, true. But like like I said, I think he I think Walter deserved to be fired for that. <laughs> All right, you know, yeah, okay. In a re- in a real situation, yes, definitely. In this sort of very stylized movie verse, where you know a spy can fire a tech, mm-hmm. eh, less so. But see, I don't know. So I I don't want to criticize Troy and the other fella for their movie making. But consider this, all right? What if Tom Holland or what if Walter walks up to Lance and says? I have all these gadgets. I have all these ideas. I can make you disappear, which is one of the key points. And, and, and Lance just blows him off. And then later when Lance needs him, he's at home. I mean, that's exactly what happens. Yeah. So then just drop the whole thing of him sabotaging Lance's equipment and then getting fired. Uh, I, I don't know. I think you need that because you need to show that his stuff can work. Otherwise, we don't have any idea. We could just be you know, stuff that looks theoretical, but we don't know that work, it works at all. Well, okay, that's fine. But I, I guess this is sort of starting a larger problem I have with uh, Walter, but we'll get, I guess we'll get to that later. All right. So, so yeah, uh, where were we? Sterling, yeah, Sterling goes into the meeting with the head of the agency, uh, whose name is Joy, apparently. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they, he brings in the case and he's like, oh, you know, I'm so great. Here's the case. And of course, 
the case is empty, then there's no drone in there. Mm-hmm. Classic misdirection move right. by the bad guy. And then we enter in Rashida Jones's character, Marcy, who's basically in first for the agency and says that, oh, you know, yeah, it's missing because he stole it. And apparently they have, they have footage of someone right after his mission, someone going around with that and k- killing someone else with the drone. And that yep. person has Lance Sterling's face. Which in an era of like deep fakes and like messing with video footage and stuff is not really the ironclad evidence that it used to be. Especially mm. since this movie claims to be taking place in the present day. Um, also, I'm like, so why would mm-hmm. Lance Sterling steal the drone, kill someone with it, and then walk into headquarters with an empty case? <laughs> Very good point. It just doesn't make any sense. But I mean, whatever. It doesn't make sense. And that's why Internal Affairs needs to investigate. Speaking of internal affairs, she actually says I'm internal affairs. Oh, does she come up with like that. a euphemism or whatever? <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, she's also joined by the eyes, which is played by Karen Gillan doing her real Scottish accent. I liked that it was actually her accent and not her doing an American accent. Mm-hmm. And the ear played by DJ Khaled, who I didn't know acted. Well, I he barely did acting in this movie. He true, basically true. just read, read lines off a page. But I mean. It yeah. worked though because he is, you know, he, as a DJ. So eyes and ears, they were, you know, their specialty. Eyes is specialty is optics, and ears is, you know, sonics, which makes sense for a DJ. Mm-hmm. So Lance Sterling is like, well, I'm not going to go down. So he gives them the slip and successfully mm-hmm. escapes the agency, despite a couple of close calls. And he goes and re- and so he hides out at, in his car somewhere, you know in an alleyway somewhere and is like, all right, I need to, you know, this is bad. I need to disappear. He remembers Walter and his pitch. It's saying he can disappear. <laughs> and so goes to find him, Walter at his home, which, and this is, you know, this is again, a, another movie thing. It's like, all right, he, if he's already like disavowed or whatever, mm-hmm. how does he still have access to all the files? It's it's like somebody just forgot to revoke his clearances. I, I guess, guess that as you know what I can believe that because I can believe government working very very slowly in terms of moving things around like that. Yeah, I mean this is happening in like a matter of minutes, if not hours. True, true. Okay, so he finds Walter at home, and Walter is busy. You know, he's basically turned his whole house into a lab, mm-hmm. and he is busy trying to you know cr- uh, trying to perfect his. Uh, technology which will allow people to disappear although he doesn't exactly tell lance what how it how it makes someone disappear nor the audience really i was like a little confused so i was like okay so there's a feather and he puts a feather in a in a thing and then he puts a a drop of liquid on it and then the feather disappears so maybe it's like some sort of invisibility thing and not necessarily turning you into a pigeon well it's invisibility but only for feathers uh what if you don't have feathers i don't know I know. But yeah, so Lance finds him at home as he's just, per, you know, just perfected the, uh, the formula. Mm-hmm. And Lance, you know, you know, that, and Lance is like, you know, that next generation, you know, uh, what did he call it? I don't, next generation disappearing. Oh, it, it's, some, it's some kind of like techno babble thing. Yeah. Right. As I wear, effectively disappearing potion. Yeah. So he's like, where, you know, you know, do you have it on hand? And Tom Howland's like, I have it in hand. 
end, mm-hmm. and Lance not paying attention because he thinks that you know Walter's beneath beneath him. He's like, uh huh. I was like, do you want anything to drink? And is it like, sure? And then he grabs the vial. Out. First of all, who grabs a vial and drinks it? People who always think that they know what's best. Uh, okay. Yeah, so I just it. wasn't thinking. And then, yeah, so unlike the trailer, as we said before, there's, it, the transformation sequence is much more extended, including to, um, Walt, uh, Lance getting a, ba- a hand that's smaller than the other, a baby hand. Right. Which made me think about Deadpool for a second. Sure. It's also very American Werewolf in London or uh, Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, like the really long transforming like body horror kind of sequence. Except with a with a dose of uh, trippiness and then, you know, apparently on endorphins kicking in so that because the next part will be extremely painful. Yeah, that was and a then, little, that was kind of funny. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought, I thought, like I said, I thought I did that did it well. And then, and again, since everyone well or at least anyone who's seen the trailer knows that that's a twist i think it's better to make it not the twist and just you know pull every laugh you can out of it mm-hmm. i mean sure if, if you're the kind of person who finds a pigeon doing things pigeons are not supposed to do the height of hilarity this is the movie for you and i quite enjoyed it <laughs> i'm glad you did <laughs> um but yeah so he turns into a pigeon and you know, freaks again, out freaks out um and Walter all this time is spouting out facts about pigeons and why they make the best spies, basically. Mm-hmm. Including and... the fact that they have 360 vision, so you can't sneak up on a pigeon. Uh, they f- you know, fl- can fly you know, 90 miles an hour, and that they can see almost in slow motion. That's true. So these are all big advantages. He also points out that pigeons are really popular in every major city. Mm-hmm. And However, the fact that the Lance pigeon is blue is a little eh, bit concerning about that. Blue and also has like a little bow tie on him as right. part of his feathering, which... Well, you'd have to be looking I, pretty I mean, closely yeah. to see that. Yeah. The, the, the bow tie didn't bother me too much. Oh, no, I don't know. I like the bow tie. I thought it was a nice <laughs> touch, but it makes no actual sense of why it would be there. But, you know, it's a cartoon, so I'm, I'm, you, you just go with it. Right. So they, they so they escape and there's a kind of there's a pretty funny sequence where Lance is like I don't I don't need your help but then he can't get into his own car mm-hmm. because he's a pigeon. Mm-hmm. Well, we Meanwhile the uh, the agency's uh, the IA task force is like totally taken apart Walter's house. Yeah, I kind of felt terrible at that part. I was like, oh no, his stuff. And like, especially if that's the same house that he lived in with his mother and they're just destroying it. I'm like, ah, I don't feel great about that. Especially if that's the house that he, you know, lived in with his mother and it, the upper deck that it, he looked like he was trying to build on the house all, you know, got wiped out. It's like, ooh, that's, that's not really funny, but okay. Well the, well, the visual contrast of them like sitting there talking about it while well, behind them, everyone's like going nuts. I, I appreciated that. Okay, that's true. Yeah, I like that. But I think it was worth it for that. <laughs> so then, so then they they drive away, but then they get chased, and we have a actually pretty good car chase scene through the mm-hmm. streets of DC, Alexandria. Yes, which uh, uh, so we one of the questions that we like one the question that I asked of the directors was you know how much you know research did you do about DC, and they said that you know definitely came and visited the city and walked around just to get the feel of it, and they did point out that yeah in their in their film. 
Alexandria is much closer to the mall than it actually is. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot less traffic in the movie. Doing a car chase in the real DC is effectively impossible because there's just cars everywhere. True, true. Although, you know, Winter Soldier did a pretty good car chase, but in DC, although they filmed in, like, Cleveland or something. Uh, But yes, so the... uh, they do a chase, and of course, the whole time Tom Holland and Will Smith are fighting over. All right, are we using offensive gadgets or, you know, things that will disable but not actually kill people? Yeah, well, there's there's a part where Will Smith wants to use missiles on tires, and and even then, Tom Holland is like, "No, stop." I mean, you could miss, and and also it's a missile; it's going to make the something explode i'm almost on tom holland's side especially you know oil slick that's it'll make them you know slip but not necessarily kill them well except when they actually use the oil slick they light everything on fire because they were going backwards (laughs) well yeah okay so i I will continue to uh to (laughs) withhold my opinion about walter until we get a little bit later so they use their oil slick they they manage to get away, and then they have to figure out their next move. Yeah, and so their next and uh, Sterling realizes that okay, the only other person who knows that Robo Hand exists is Kimura. So they f- figure out where his where he's going, and he's going to uh, Mexico. Mm-hmm. And so they get on Will uh, Lance Sterling's private jet and fly there. And we also get revealed that Walter can build an antidote to the pigeon transformation. It just takes him a little bit of time to get it done, mm-hmm. which is which is fine because in the because me- in the meantime we get some funny pigeon hijinks, <laughs> including the fact that well, th- so being that this is a kid movie, there's some toilet humor in here, but I thought it was effective. I thought it was gross. <laughs> all, yeah. Not just not just toilet humor, but like vomiting humor. Okay, and like see the vomiting. I was, humor. I was, yeah, that was too much for me, especially when he would. So we had there was, so when we get to Mexico, there's you know a few other birds to become a part of uh, Sterling's flock, including mm-hmm. uh, Walter's pet pigeon, Lovey, and then you also have. Another pigeon named Jeff, and one who doesn't actually get a name, but is called Crazy Eyes. Crazy I like Eyes. I liked the Jeff. I like Jeff. I thought yeah. that was funny when he when he was like he was like uh, I I don't remember how they bring up that his name is Jeff, but he, he just calls him Jeff, and is like wait his and Walter's like wait you can talk to them, and he's like wait his name's actually Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, the uh, yeah. how they meet is when they all eat the same piece of trash. That was kind of gross. Yeah, <laughs> but anyway, but, but moving on. So they uh, they they make their way up to uh, the bad guy's tower mm-hmm. penthouse. Uh, there's a, a scene where Will Smith tries to intimidate him by just speaking to him, which I thought was that was pretty good. You know, all right, yeah, he can't he, he can't see him, so yeah, it'll work. I mean, it's another good example of Lance Sterling trying to do everything by himself despite his pigeon pigeon status. Yeah. And it, maybe it could have worked, except it didn't. It could have worked, except the uh, flock, uh, what you call it, you know, disrupted him. Mm. So, there, so there's a fight, and it looks like Will Smith's going get, to get, get killed, which he easily could be killed as a pigeon. Tom Holland shows up and hits Kimura with 
like a knockout gas and then like a, or not a, it's a, a gas that turns his bones into uh into like liquid or whatever which i have questions about how i don't i don't think it literally turns his bones into liquid i think it yeah. just makes him all floppy yeah which the uh directors told us was terrible to animate because kimura is covered with tattoos mm-hmm and if they didn't animate every tattoo, it was going to look really bad. So mm-hmm. thanks to the animators for, <laughs> for making that happen. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so he also uses a very potent and effective truth serum on him and tells and Kimura reveals that he doesn't know who he is or where he's going, but he knows what this plan is. And his plan is uh, to steal the uh, list of all the agents. So like the knock list in the first Mission Impossible, and then mm-hmm. use that to combine it with the drone to kill every single agent like in winter soldier <laughs> yep <laughs> and is it didn't they try to do that in skyfall too uh they all there was yes in skyfall there's also a list of all of the agents that is stolen and that you know using using technology to kill all those agents which mm-hmm. gets dropped in skyfall and never picked up again yeah well. but we're not talking about skyfall tonight <laughs> Okay, so they so they get where they need to go, but then IA is back, and mm-hmm. someone pointed out to me, one of our friends after we saw the movie, that apparently this agency can operate in international areas without really without any kind of repercussions. This apparently. is very true. Yeah, it's um. So I had questions. So it's apparently a U.S. and they specifically call it out as a U.S. governmental agency. But, and we'll see this later, you know, they have, yeah, they can operate seemingly anywhere. And they have stations in, like, their facility, their storage facility for their, you know, their knock list is in Venice, of all places. Hmm. Well, I mean, that just gave them an excuse to go to Venice. True. But I I, I like to think that they can fast track warrants to go overseas a lot faster than they can revoke Sterling's clearances to (laughs) to get into stuff. Sure, sure. Let's go with that. Yeah, that um, one guy in the bureaucracy really had it. Really had his act together. So, actually, this is the only vomit joke I like, which is when Rashida Jones trips and falls onto Kamara, and then she starts to throw up, and then he oh. starts to throw up. <laughs> really, you like? Actually, no, because they don't actually show vomit. Yeah, so, yeah, I appreciated that. Whereas... I thought because my my grandmother was a sympathy vomiter. Oh. <laughs> I never actually got to witness it, but I've been told yeah, been that when it. someone throws up, she'd go, "Oh my!" and then walk to the next room and also throw up. Oh, ooh. That's mm-mm. <laughs> yeah. So this is a little funny. So then they try to get Tom Holland to escape via a jumping puzzle, mm-hmm. like something out of a video game, and it fails, and yet somehow succeeds anyway. Yeah. Well, he uses his gadgets, and also just you know, being a cartoon. Yeah, he'd definitely be dead if it wasn't a cartoon. <laughs> well, this is probably my second favorite part of the movie, which all the crazy dodging and mm-hmm. gadget use and close calls. It was. I was like, "This is what the whole movie should have been." <laughs> oh yeah. So they escape, and then we f- we fl- uh, go over to Robohand, who is going to the uh, where is it? Oh, I don't remember. Somewhere in the North Sea, which is where right. their like develop their experimental tech development is, and pretty much you know kills all every well uses the Lance Sterling disguise. He has a holographic disguise. It was kind of funny how a couple of random soldiers are like, hey, what's up, Lance Sterling? How's it going? Like, they're like best, friend, best friends. <laughs> so um, yeah, also in this part, Ben Mendelsohn talks a lot. And we see he's doing some kind of accent. 
I think that's just his natural accent because he's Australian. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, he was talking differently than when he was director Krennic. Well, that uh, then he's trying to do sort of a British quasi accent that they do for Imperial okay. accent. All right, so I guess that's yeah. just what he normally sounds like. So yeah, and mind. he s- does that. I think he has his normal accent in uh, Captain Marvel as well. Okay, so so anyway, so he takes over the facility and he brings the drone with him, and it's revealed that he's going to build a bunch more drones. Mm-hmm. And then so we go over to where do we go next? Venice. They they they, oh, they they're right. like we have to go to Venice to get the, the get to get the thing and to get the list. To yeah. get the list, they they find this big building. Where it looks like the, where the list is supposed to be, but Rashida Jones beats them there. Mm-hmm. And we through, also have a heart to heart moment between Marcy and and uh, Walter, and there, you know, she's trying to convince him just turn in Lance Sterling. I can get you your job back. I can get you anything you need. You know, your stuff was your tech is amazing, and you should be able to use it. And then you know, it's that's what that you know for people who weren't paying attention to the photos in the background. That's when. You get the reveal that uh, that his mom has passed away, and she, and he, you know, sacrificed her life to save a bunch of people. Mm-hmm. And but this is the first time that Lance knows about this, and so you can see as he's there in pigeon form, him reacting like, "Oh, I didn't know that." Also, in this point, it, it's like she's like Walter finally gets is offered what he's always wanted, which is mm-hmm. people to respect him. Exactly. But despite all that, he still doesn't give up his new pigeon friend. And he also knows that if he does, there's no way that they're going to actually stop uh, Robohand. Mm-hmm. That's true. So yeah, so there's another chase, and well, for, you know, the building behind them explodes because there's Robohand there, again, in, Lan- in Lance Sterling disguise, mm-hmm. and he's stealing the list, and so La- Lance and his flock and also Walter go after him. And I realized, actually, at this point, we don't know what happened to IA. Like, they're, they're there, and I guess they're trying to fix it, but... Oh, that's right, they get trapped. They get they trapped? Get... Oh, yes, yeah. yes, yes. There's they a, get... Yeah, there's a, they get trapped under, like, this iron cage yeah. of some sort. Mm-hmm, that's right. That, I'm like, why, wait, why were not there? Oh, it's because they got trapped, and they see Walter, and he's like, help us. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna go get him, don't worry. I mean, we're gonna go get him. I mean, I'm yeah, gonna go yeah. get him. Yeah. <laughs> But but eventually, it, the whole thing concludes in this plaza in Venice where there's pigeons everywhere. In St. Mark's Square, specifically. Okay, has that been in other spy movies? Uh, actually, yes. It has been in uh, Casino Royale. Also, it is the, the one of the plazas, you, and also in uh, Moonraker, and it's one of the plazas you see in Indiana Jones' The Last Crusade when they go to Venice. It's nice. a very famous landmark in Venice, and also <laughs> famous for the pigeons. Actually... Nice. In Moonraker, it's just it's the site of the infamous double take pigeon, which sees Roger Moore and does a double take. Ah, uh, that I have heard of, though it's been a while since I've seen Moonraker. Yeah. So yeah, so literally famous for having all these pigeons. So so we have Walter, who's the you know they had thought they had escaped, and then they get hit by uh, in hit by Robo Hand, and mm-hmm. you know, they go down, and you know Robo Hand's basically right about to kill Walter because mm-hmm. he's not going to tell him where Lance Sterling is. And, you know, Lance distracts him by shouting and is like, wait, where is he? And Walter grabs a bunch of gluten-free bird feed from his pocket, throws it up, and, you know, Roman's like, huh, bread? You threw breadcrumbs at me? And then he realized, oh, crap. 
there's like a million pigeons here and they all come and attack him in sort of a bird nato yeah it was something like out of alfred hitchcock though i have a feeling that if it were not a cartoon if you just threw a bunch of bird seed on a on like one of your friends mm-hmm. i don't think a million pigeons would attack them maybe not depends on how, how hungry the pigeons were so I again I don't want to like second guess the directors, but I would have it be something like Lance be like, fellow birds, kill. <laughs> I mean, they've already established he can talk to pigeons. True, so why true. not just take that extra step? Uh, maybe, maybe. Um But either way it worked. So mm-hmm. so so they, they, they get away, but I think Robohan still has the list. Yes, he does. And so they get away and they take uh Lance's secret sub. Mm-hmm. But Walter reveals that during that whole Birdnado thing, he planted a tracker on him, which is yes. pretty good spy work. But he does it in this really smug manner that really annoyed <laughs> me. And I guess now's the time to bring it up. I did right. not like Walter. Really? He annoyed me a lot. <laughs> All right, I liked him. So my, my, well, my feelings are on him is when he is at a disadvantage, mm-hmm. like, like when he's trying to get something out of Lance, he's really, he, he's not that whiny, but he's like, come on, just, just, just come on, just give me a chance. And then when he is the advantage over Lance, he's like, really like, he like talks down to him. He's <laughs> like, you know, did we lose him? Oh, I could get you back. Sure. It's like, why, why do you have to do it like that? And the thing is, also, at this point, Lance has got his comeuppance, okay? So Lance is like, yes, I was kind of an arrogant blowhard in the beginning of this movie. But I'm recognizing now that you, Walter, can help, you know, you have things to bring to the table, too. And I'm just not sure that I don't think it's gone the opposite direction. I don't think it ever goes the opposite direction. I don't think Walter ever gets his comeuppance in the movie. He doesn't need his comeuppance. He's had his comeuppance his whole life with people calling him weird and saying his gadgets don't work. So this is his moment, I think. Well, okay. We'll, we'll come back to this because I, I have more thoughts about that. Okay. <laughs> um, yes. Yeah, so at this point also, he perfects the... Uh, the formula. The, the formula turned him back. Yes. And so he uses it and turns him back. And, uh, and it... when he turns it back, he's naked, which I like because I don't really like it. How in movies, when people transform into animals, all their clothes transform too. <laughs> it never True. makes and, any sense. And if if you go back to when he transformed in the first place, it yeah he's standing in a pile of his own clothes. So mm-hmm. makes sense that, yeah he would be naked when he came back. And I was wondering how they were going to deal with that. There you go. And apparently Walter planned ahead and brought him his own tuxedo. So he, how he changed in that tiny sub, what with Walter still there? I have no idea. Yeah. Well, maybe it's like a spy tuxedo where you just, it's like Iron Man. You just hit a button. It like, or the, or the flash of suit where it comes out of the ring and you just, it just appears all around you. Eh, I can buy that. Or there's a funny scene in a deleted scene where he's like awkwardly trying to put his clothes on. <laughs> I feel like they probably want to do that, but couldn't figure out how to do that without, you know, just showing naked Lance well, Sterling. already showed a naked butt once. Might as well true. just keep going. <laughs> okay, so they, they use the sub and they get to Robohan's like hidden, hidden super secret supervillain base. Well, no, it's not, a, this, it's not the supervillain base. It is the uh, research lab where he was uh, developing all the other drones. Oh, yeah. I didn't realize it was the same place. Yeah, that's the same place. Okay. So they get there, and then once again, we have the same conversation they've been having this whole movie, 
where Lance is like, I have to do this alone. And Walter's like, no, I can help. And he could help. That's that's the point. Mm -hmm. So, so Lance goes in and we we get some, some pretty good action scenes. He, Lance destroys a drone, Mm -hmm. destroys a robo drone. And it's never shown how though. I wanted to know how as well. I mean, he does have the exploding cufflinks or any number of gadgets on his tuxedo, so probably one of those. Sure, but I mean, like, come on. <laughs> I would have, I, whatever. I would have liked it to was also, it, I, I so that. my wife, who watched this movie with us at the screening, was like, all right, is this like, because it starts in like a, you know, broken down greenhouse. It's like, oh, wait, so is this the mansion from Skyfall? I was like, maybe. And then there's some very, like, there's some moments, especially with like some of the lighting is very much like the beginning of Sky- like s- some scenes in Skyfall. So I was like, okay, I can see where the- some of the influence is. It also reminded me of The Incredibles again. The, mm-hmm. uh, the, oh, with the, the, the lava, yeah. lava lair. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so at this point, you know, yeah, he defeats one drone, and then Robohan's there, and he's like, ah, well, I see how you fared against one drone. What about a thousand? And, all, you know, they're all revealed. And... Mm. Lance gets cap, you know, beat up and captured, and he's shown like a screen, the multiple screens with all of the agency uh, personnel, and you know, all of them have targets acquired mm-hmm. on them. Even like the normal are, people, like the people who work the security desk and stuff, mm-hmm. not just the field agents. Uh, which reminded me of that scene from Winter Soldier, where you know you have all of the Project Insight helicarriers, you know, locking in on targets. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Okay, so, so they they foolishly leave Lance Sterling there instead of just shooting him. Classic spy move. <laughs> and they even leave him by himself, which allows Tom Holland to get in and free him. Well, so we you, you skipped over. So there's a part where uh-huh. the, uh the during during that scene where you know they see all the targets acquired and they you know there's a proximity alert that goes off and you find Tom Holland's you know come back on the sub for Lance, and so mm-hmm. they send some drones after him and they blow up the ship. Right. Which is That's... like also from the Incredibles. Mm-hmm. And huh, true. I didn't think about that, but yeah. yes, Lance thinks that Walter's dead. And this is my thing. So he keeps saying, you know, he says, you can't lose anyone else. My theory about Lance Sterling is that he had worked with partners before or uh, you know, teams before, and he saw all of them got killed. And that's why he's very much, you know, macho. I have to do this myself. I'm a lone wolf kind of thing because I don't want anyone else to die. Well, I don't think that's a theory. I think he said that. Hmm. Right? He, he, well, he was, not specifically. He, was, he says that, you know, I, don't, I can't see anyone else die, but I'm just like, you know, he's, this has definitely happened. Yeah. Yeah, maybe it, he didn't explicitly say it was like a partner or a fellow spy yeah. or whatever. Yeah. So, and okay. So, right. So they leave Lance Sterling alone, and then it's revealed that Tom Holland survives along with Probably the other pigeons. Using the inflatable hug or something. See, I thought in this part, Tom Holland was going to turn himself into a pigeon. I also had that potential thought. But, but then how would he carry all of his water? <laughs> I mean, how would he carry all of his like, gadgets around? Yeah. Since yeah. it's been established that your equipment doesn't transform along with mm-hmm. you. Yeah. Did we I don't think we ever saw how he escaped. I assume it was with the inflatable hug. I I think they did say the inflatable hug. Oh, did they call hug. it out? I don't remember. Yeah. yeah. Um also at this point he like walks in while he's like listening to like some Japanese TV drama on his yeah. headphones, <laughs> which makes no sense. And gets back to what I was saying about him before, but you don't have to go back into that. <laughs> so, so they, so they right. free, so he frees Lance, and Lance is like, "I'm sorry, I was wrong. I'm so glad to see you. Mm-hmm. We're part or a team, and let's go take on Robohand." And they do it using all of his gadgets. 
Yeah, so this is probably my third favorite part of the movie, mm-hmm. which is just this epic battle with the IA people show up and they're all fighting the drones together while Tom Holland tries to hack his hand, the robo hand. Yeah. Because apparently the robo hand controls the drones. Mm-hmm. And in this part, there, so there's not too much to say. It's a good action scene. I, I felt like there wasn't too much to say about this part. Maybe, yeah, maybe I mean, just so they, you know, they use all the, all the gadgets. I like, there's one, in all of the get of Tom Collins gadgets, so stuff including stuff we hadn't seen before. Oh, um, oh, and one of my my personal favorite gadget, which is the serious string, like si- silly string, but not silly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so um, it's and, like uh, it's like web fluid. Yeah. So the, the only thing I wanted to mention in this part is that there's a part where they're fighting, and uh, Tom Walter's like, "Hang on, just a little bit longer," mm-hmm. and. Lance is like, it's easier for you to say you're not the one getting beat up. <laughs> this is and, true, yeah. And Walter says, right, we have different skill sets. That's what makes us such a good team. Mm-hmm. So that's sort of what I was trying trying to say before about Walter getting his comeuppance. And it's not that I wanted him to get his comeuppance, because you're right that he's had a tough life. It's mm-hmm. more that I wanted him to acknowledge that he isn't always right all the time. He doesn't He doesn't know. He's not a, he came, I felt he came off as like a little bit of a know-it-all throughout <laughs> most of the movie. Hmm. I can kind of see how you're going with that, but I I didn't get that vibe. Okay, that's that's fine. Yeah. And maybe it's just because Will Smith's so charismatic that I'm inclined to side with him uh, all the time. <laughs> <laughs> but like, so I feel like there should have been a scene. Maybe there was a scene that got cut where mm. he where it's like a little bit more explicit, where he's like, "You're good at fighting. You're good at adventure, physical stuff, and I'm good at this other at this other." Mm. Maybe. Yeah. No, I can see how. Yeah. Maybe it would have benefited from that, but uh, you know. I, I didn't get as strong of a vibe about that as you did, apparently. Okay. Could there be. was also a scene where, uh, you know, they, they used the kitty glitter again. And I just love this line from uh, from Robohan where he's like, are those birds wearing tiny backpacks? <laughs> I also like that even the kitty glitter worked on the bad guy because mm-hmm. usually stuff like that doesn't work. There's yeah. also a funny scene where Lance and Rashida and Robohan are all fighting and then they all get hit by the truth serum. Oh, uh, yes. But yeah, so that reveal, and during that, when they get, you know, <laughs> they reveal certain things like, you know, Rashida Jones has like nine cats, apparently. Mm-hmm. All named after new kids on the block. Oh, it was five cats. That's right. Yeah. yeah, um, yeah. But <laughs> they also reveal that Tom Holland's, tr- their plan, that Tom Holland's trying to hack the, ro- the robo hand. I thought that was really smart. Yeah. I thought it was a really, that was a really good way of using truth serums that sometimes it hurts the, mm-hmm. the heroes too. Not yeah. just not just the bad guys, uh, but yeah. So and then Robohan, re- re- you know, he f- realizes this and goes after Tom Holland and also tries to escape. He mm-hmm. realizes if I escape and you don't hack the hand, I can still do this again. So he goes and Tom uh, Tom Holland uses the the serious string to like a web shooter basically mm-hmm. to you know to hold on to him. Will Smith grabs onto Tom Holland. And he grabs onto his backpack to, you know, tr- make sure he's that Robohan doesn't get away, get away, but yeah. the backpack breaks. Mm-hmm. And so they go, you know, uh, Robohan and Walter go up into the clouds. And as, you know, his backpack falls, out pops a vial of the serum. And then on top of it falls a feather. And of course, you know, we know where that's going. So I was pretty sure that there was a part in Spider Man where he, like, attaches to the Green Goblet or something and they go. High up into the air. I think it might have oh, been in the 90s definitely. cartoon, not one of the movies. <laughs> uh, I feel like that happens in the movie, too. 
I just can't remember. I didn't see yeah. the ones with Andrew Garfield. So oh. Maybe it happened yeah. in one of them. Maybe. So, uh, so anyway, so they go up to the top. They where they go up really high in the air, and mm-hmm. Ben and Ben Mendelsohn was or Robohand was like, "So if you want to stop me, you're going to have to kill us both." Mm-hmm. And you're no killer. Walter uses the inflatable hug, I think. Yeah, he does. To, he so he he puts it around Ben Mendelsohn. The drone gets destroyed. Everything gets deactivated, but Walter is falling, presumably to his death. Mm-hmm. Until and the pigeons they, come. Yeah. So. Uh, Lance and his flock come to save Walter. Would this be feasible, like physics-wise? Can, can so I know that they can fly fast, but can they carry loads like that? Like even amongst like five like a, a human, they probably yeah. can't carry humans. But yeah. whatever. I mean, at this point, we've gone so I'm... far out of the realm of normality <laughs> that I wanted to ask the directors that, but I didn't want to like cause any problem. Eh, I'm sure. Sh- I'm sure they had. They probably. They probably thought about it, and who knows? Maybe they wasn't like, just I would the have maybe four. added. Yeah, <laughs> if they added more pigeons, or was there more than just the four? Were there other pigeons too? Yeah, a bunch of okay. other generic pigeons. Okay, so up. maybe, maybe. Mm-hmm. So okay, so they rescue Walter. Everybody's happy. They they get their jobs back eventually. Or, well, so we think you know. Let's not skim over that. I yeah, like sorry. the fact that they, uh, you know, Walter's like, you know, they, you know, they crash land, and it's also like, this, you know, we saved the day, we got the list, we're definitely getting our jobs back. Smash cut to them on the steps of the Lincoln Memorial with, you know, the classic, uh, you know, what is that? Box full Big of stuff. Boxes full of stuff from their desks, and Walter's been triple fired. Yep. Which I'm surprised uh, Lance didn't have more stuff considering how long he's been there. He had like yeah, a desk. Also, I, I think that speaks to him that he doesn't, you know, he's the, not at the office much. He keeps his stuff very impersonal because he's not there. And, you know, mm-hmm. he's not the sentimental type. Mm-mm. And so we find out that apparently when he, you know, used the serum to turn him back into human again, he's temporarily stuck with baby hand. With one baby hand, yes, right? One baby not, hand. not even two. Just <laughs> one. Well, so they're sitting there, and then they get black bagged, and they mm-hmm. get put in a van. And then Reba McIntyre is like, "Oh, we actually want Walter to lead a new team." Mm-hmm. So I don't know. This may be me being a, a pain in the you know what, but I was like, why? If they're just why would they fire them and then black bag them and then offer them another job at the same agency? Because they need them to be covert, even to their own agency. Uh, okay, well, that wasn't very a very covert way. That's of what I thought. I don't know. Or it's that uh, what's her name, Marcy, just wanted to mess with them. Could be. Or they they wanted to do the the joke of oh we're gonna get our jobs back. Bam, they don't. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was a good joke. It was, yeah, yeah. But yeah, so and then we see uh, Walter and Lance out on a new mission, and apparently they you know Walter's developed the te- the uh, technology or perfected the technology so now he can you know he has he he's got his own spy tuxedo and he takes off the bow tie and spins it and it becomes a formula that ter- and you know lance flies through it as a bird and then transforms back into a into a human i was like that is some you know quick transformation there and i like that they improved on the tech and he somehow was able to keep his clothes this time it's true so maybe he like the, the tuxedo shrinks to fit his size and then comes back i don't know i didn't again we didn't. We saw this as screening, so we don't have you know detailed notes on what it looks like. But yeah, but whatever. That last scene looked really good. That's the movie mm-hmm. I wanted to see. <laughs> well, if the if the movie does well, we and we get a sequel. Who knows? Mm-hmm. So so that's so that's the end of the movie. But I wanted to talk to you now about the message of the. Movie. Mm-hmm. So 
like a lot of kids movies have messages this one obviously had stuff like believe in yourself don't worry about being weird but another thing they had was about violence yeah which i thought was interesting especially being a you know a, sp- a spy movie and so his, all his gadgets were not were not offensive they're more defensive or not and definitely non-lethal that's true so um so the, it, it keeps it going throughout the movie basically walter wants lance to use non-violent or less lethal mm-hmm. gadgets, whereas Lance just wants to use the ones that he knows. So the that classic explode. example, yeah, that explodes. The classic example is when he reaches for a grenade, he wants a grenade and not kitty glitter. Mm-hmm. However, in the beginning, when you see Lance operating on on his own, he doesn't kill anybody because it's still a PG movie. That's true, huh? I didn't think about it. That. Yeah. So I, I'm not sure that. I'm not sure that this that this sort of debate works. It works when it's Daredevil versus the Punisher. <laughs> True. I think. Well, if it wasn't if it wasn't stuck to being a PG movie and they just showed him killing, it may it may have worked a little bit better. But it's you know it's a tricky balance. As I mentioned, Daredevil versus Punisher talk about this, but it's also uh, a, a criticism I've seen of Batman and Superman and other DC heroes. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, for those of you who aren't familiar with it, I'm sure a question is, but for those of you who aren't, the the argument is that it doesn't make any sort of moral sense that Batman won't kill the Joker because every time he doesn't kill the Joker, Joker kills like another hundred people or something. And same thing with Superman and like Doomsday or Darkseid or any of Superman's other villains. Yeah, it's interesting. It's the Marvel. Very interesting. At least the movies, they make no compunction about killing. Well, it's not that they have... I wouldn't say that. I would say that Marvel heroes try to avoid killing when they can, yeah. but acknowledge that sometimes you have to. True. But the the so the argument that I would make because I I like Batman and Superman's no kill rule, mm-hmm. and I think so. Grant Morrison explained. Or I don't know if it's Grant Morrison. Some DC writer. I don't remember which one was like these people, Superman and Batman and others, are allowed to be moral paragons because they don't exist in reality. Uh, hmm. Interesting. So right. in the real world, to take out dangerous people and dangerous organizations, you do have to compromise your values. Hmm. Because that's just the I mean, that's just the reality. But in a fictional world like Spies in Disguise, you don't hmm. have to because the writers are always in control of everything and they can make sure that people who won't kill like Walter can still accomplish their objectives and no one needs to get hurt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Any thoughts? So, um. I like. I also like the no kill rule. I, 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 I actually like. I'm always not always a fan of Grant Morrison stuff, but I like his take on that. I, I think it's an interesting question, but I'm not sure this movie pulled it off as well as it maybe it could have. Hmm. Okay. I. I mean, I thought for a kids movie, it pulled it out. It pulled it out fine. Like, and it actually addressed that because I mean, if you look, even look at the Incredibles, mm-hmm. they definitely kill a bunch of people. <laughs> The Incredibles do? Yes. Like, like when? when? When they're, you know, in the first one, they're escaping from the lair. And he, exp- you know, um, what's with Dash is, you know, fly, you know, running it, being chased by the people. And then their ships explode. Well, that was more like he just set them up into a situation where they could, <laughs> where they could kill themselves. Well, ex- that's, so that what- is that is posturing of okay. Did they kill me? Did I kill them, or did they happen to die because of something that happened that I did? It's well, like, it's, yeah, it's it's sort it's sort of like Golden Age Batman or the origin of the Joker. 
where Batman is fighting the Red Hood and the Red Hood accidentally, finger quotes, falls into a vat full of acid and Batman doesn't seem too bothered about it. So, yeah, I would say they at least address it, whereas some other things, even the Incredibles, don't never actually address that. Yeah, I so well, I appreciated that they tried at least. So so maybe more like the, I think the message of the movie isn't so much killing versus not killing. It's mm-hmm. try to find alternatives to hurting people true, as much true. as possible. You, I think you, you you might have something there. Yeah, and I like that. Okay, so I think now it's time for our our rating mm-hmm. between one and we, ten martinis. Yeah, I don't think we had anything for spy fact versus spy fiction except for the fact that you know that the the traffic in DC is much worse. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, so let's go to our ratings. Do you want to go first? Sure. So I am going to be a little harsh because I try uh, to, I, I try to be, I try to really use the one to 10 scale as much as possible. I'm going to give it right. a three out of 10 martinis because, right. because right. I will defend my position. Yes. I liked the acting and the animation looked good, but I felt like most of the jokes didn't land. Mm-hmm. And some of the emotional beats didn't quite land either. All right. And I'm going to give it uh, six out of 10 martinis because I, I had a fun time with it. And I mean, and the, some of the jokes that didn't land for you did land for me, except for like the vomit stuff that I was not a fan of that. But every other jokes. Yeah, I liked it a lot. And I mean, I like this sort of goofy spy f- fun stuff. All right. Well, it's all right. We're we're allowed to we're allowed to disagree. Would you recommend this movie to people? I would recommend it to people who love Will Smith. Yes, and if you have a family and decide and you're looking for you know a good movie to introduce your kids to a, the spy genre, this would be a good one. Okay, sounds good. So thanks for listening to the Spy Fi Guys. You can find us on social media at the Spy Fi Guys on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Uh, and I've been Christian. I've been Zach. And we are the Spy Fi Guys, signing off. Thank you for listening to the Spy Fi Guys. If you enjoyed our podcast, please be sure to give us a five star rating on iTunes. The theme song from this podcast is Mistake the Getaway by Kevin MacLeod from Incompetech.com, licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0. Films, books, and television shows reviewed by our podcast are the intellectual property of their respective copyright holders, and no infringement is intended. This is a personal podcast. Any views, statements, or opinions expressed in this podcast are personal and belong solely to the participants. They do not represent those of people, institutions, or organizations that the participants may or may not be associated with in a professional or personal capacity unless explicitly stated. Any views or opinions are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, or individual. You can find our podcast on social media at The Spy Fi Guys on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram.